Welcome to another special edition of The Half Hill Report. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, and in these special editions, I'm interviewing members of the Horde and the Alliance to hear their thoughts on the possibility of peace in Azeroth. This week's guest is Aelin Dusksong, a blood elf all the way from Orgrimmar. Well, welcome to the show, Aelin. So every show, I, I try and greet our guests in their native language. So I'm going to give this a try. I don't always do a great job. Um, ba- Baladash Malinore? How, how was that? Was that okay? Uh, I, I could understand it. Yeah, that was not bad at all for a Pandaren. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. And thank you so much for traveling all the way here to, uh, uh, right to the Valley of the Four Winds and joining us here in the upstairs room in the Lazy Turnip. Um, very excited to have you here. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the main part here? Okay. Well, I'm a blood elf. Um, and I am, you know, a lady never tells her age, but I am an adult. <laughs> and um, my name is Aelin, Aelin uh, Dusksong, and I was born in Eversong Woods. Well, it used to be the Eversong Woods. Now it's more known as the Ghostlands. Um, so, oh. yeah, that, that I'm not too happy with that. So I, I moved away from... Um, you know the elven lands really, uh, and yeah, it's it's a little bit difficult to talk about it. But I found my new home in um, Tanneris, and I uh, I discovered that I was very good at killing people. So, oh my! So that's wow. kind of okay. like my occupation now. I uh, I got found by a troll, and he taught me everything about becoming a, a mercenary. So yeah, I quite like what? working with daggers now. So you're 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 actually a mercenary. Now this is very interesting. I want to I will want to pull on this a little bit. Um, of course, you know the main topic of the show is going to be uh, the you know the war between the horde and the alliance. But we, and we'll get into this more later. But as a as a mercenary, are you uh, are your services just available to whoever has the coin to hire your services? Do or do you not distinguish? It, it is how you make the money. Or as as the goblins say, it's how you make the moolah. But yeah, I mean, you know, war is profitable for for mercenaries. So yeah, I, whoever. But I do have my my you know morals. I mean, no children. That's something I wouldn't do. I would okay, certainly no, not go okay. out burning trees or something like that. Um, <laughs> oh my. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, that that's really it. You know, not kids. Anything else goes. So, so meaning that you would not take action against a, 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 as a mercenary, you would not take any kind of action against a child. No, absolutely not. That's where I draw the line. Just that, that's it. Draw the line. So, so I, I got to, I want to pull on this more here a little bit because it, it goes right to the heart of what we're talking about uh, in the course of the show today. So since your services are basically available to whoever can pay you. Do you find yourself more often than not? Uh, is it 50-50 Horde and Alliance? Where where do you where do you derive the major source of your income? Ah, well, most of the jobs I get are from my my troll friend. And um, that really means that most of the time it will be horde related. 
just because that's where our contacts are. And then, you know, no offense, but Alliance people get a bit funny when they see a Blood Elf and a troll. So, you know, they start pulling weapons and then we have to pull our weapons and then there's a lot of blood. So in that regards, we have more business with, with Horde. But now and again, there will be an Alliance person that needs our services. So how do you how do you reconcile that? Did you know the and the the fact that you won't take any action against children is is honorable and and it's good that you have that moral code for yourself. But uh, on uh, in, in your regular, I, I don't know what. How do you refer to them? Do you refer, refer to them as as jobs assignments? When how do you when you're out taking oh, an action? Marks or dead ones. That's often how, you know, how they end up. Um, marks, that's, that's wow, okay. something I would call All right. them. So when you're, when you're out on the trail of a mark, how do you, how do you feel about that? What are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you, do you think about uh, that individual or is it just purely a job for you? It depends a little bit. I mean, you know, what's a job if it's not fun? So I try to... <laughs> get to know why why does this person need to be taken out if they've done something that would be deplorable then that would make it even more fun for me um okay but if you know there are some people i guess that you would consider as good and i'm using quotation marks here now then i might refuse the job it just depends a little bit you know how much money is involved Okay, so beyond children, then there are some things that somebody you you feel at liberty to. You're truly an independent operator, so you feel at liberty to turn down a job that you're not a hundred percent comfortable with. If I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with it, but that is very rare because wow. in the end, you know, if I don't take the job, my troll friend will take it, and we are a friendly competition, and I'm not going to lose any money on that. So you don't you don't necessarily operate as a team then you're you you each operate independently. Oh no, he's far too lanky and you know oh. people will just notice him and his mohawk. Uh, okay, all right. Um, do do you enjoy your work? Is it is it is it satisfying to you? Is it you know if you had a different set of circumstances or opportunities, would you would you choose to do something else? I was out of this or become, you know, an animal handler, I guess, but this is so much easier. <laughs> wow. All right. That's easier than animal handling. Wow. Okay. I, I, I guess, you know, it's all about the skills you develop, right? And it sounds like your, exactly. your skills are very well developed. Well, that's, that's a, a very interesting view into the mind of, uh, of a profession that I really know nothing about so thank you well, very maybe, much for... maybe you should try it out you know all you have to do is just stab things with with uh with a knife wow okay so they don't really offer that at here at half hill agricultural college that's that's well, not that's something a but, shame. but 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 let me ask you i mean it okay but let's say let's say i for some reason uh let's say this whole journalism thing didn't work out for me uh, do you how do you do you i mean is it an apprenticeship what what do you do? I mean, well, you know, you need to bring your own weapons. That's that's one thing. So have your own weapons. Make sure that you 
get the feel for them that you pick something that you can handle. I mean, like for me, I don't want a big sword. I can fight with a big sword, but I'd rather have my daggers. And then you just, you know, start off with maybe a bit of battling against against others. And if your knife slips, well, go for a jugular. Wow. Okay. Um, well, you know, like I said, if the journalism thing, you know, one of the fascinating things about these special editions is, again, I'm, uh, I've spoken with a, a, a peon, a, a pirate. Um, I'm getting views into professions, and hopefully, our listeners are getting views into professions and activities that that they might not have otherwise thought about or considered. Um, it it doesn't sound necessarily like one for me, but. Uh, again, if the journalism thing doesn't work out, I'm not sure how to explain it to my family, but thanks for the suggestion. So as I mentioned, I'm a college student here at, at Half Hill Ag, and my faculty advisor, Professor Talib, gave me an assignment this semester, a pretty challenging one, actually, to interview people on their thoughts about how to bring peace to the Horde and the Alliance so that they can work together to heal Azeroth. And that's why we've got you on the show. How do you, are you, how do you feel about this subject? A bit in two minds, if I'm honest, because, you know, peace is not profitable for a mercenary. Um, but there are opportunities, I guess. There's always, people will always have some conflict. The thing is with this war, it's starting to get a little bit, dare I say, messy, almost. <sighs> How so? Can you expand on that a little bit? Uh, there was something about a tree. Well, yes, there was that. Um, uh, not the route I would have chosen myself, but uh, yeah, that happened. Um, I I don't know. I, f- I feel like sometimes it's starting to become more gray now where we stand um, as as the Horde. So I find it sometimes just easier being a mercenary and just, you know, getting paid and not having to think too much about it. Peace is a nice thing, but we have many different races in this in this world. And I don't know if we can all get along. I think there's far too much blood spilled. And I don't know if we could maintain it. It just seems, you know, someone gets angry about something and that's it. Everyone just starts to to fight again. So all the history and all of the and the, the the years and years of conflict between the horde and the alliance you feel like those things are uh, are going to be difficult to overcome and we're going to get into that discussion a little more uh, later but i want to i want to go back to this subject here and you said that peace is not really profitable for you in your particular profession um and so it's you're you're actually war is good for business for you it is at the moment yes definitely i mean it also takes big places so in that regards i'm i'm you know having almost like the best time of my life but wow sometimes it would be nice to you know have a a quiet evening instead of having to go out and stalk my next victim so so this is a this is a really morbid question on my part but i can't talk to somebody who does what you do for a living and not ask this question without revealing anything that's going to be uncomfortable for you or anyone else to tell us about your most recent uh, mark. I think that's the word you, you used. 
Uh, see, I cannot reveal any client business oh. because otherwise I would have to kill you. It's uh, uh, okay. No, please. Um, all right, just completely forget I, I asked that question. I'm I'm so sorry. I apologize. We probably should have talked about that before we we got on the air. Um, but uh, we're okay, you and me, right now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 good. We're okay. Good. If, if I <laughs> please, if I drift into dangerous territory, would you give me some sort of a signal, kick me under the table, or shake your head? Do you or want something? me to like like put my dagger on the table? Would that make you feel better? Or wow, um, yeah. You know what? Why don't uh, yeah? Why don't Why don't you do that? At least so that I can I can see where it is. All right, thank you. All right, I do feel a little more. Comp- I've actually gotten very, very nervous here. Um, so we touched on uh, your feelings about the war. It's not. It's not good for business. You feel like there have been some morally grade decisions. I want to talk about the the blood elves specifically, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and leadership. A, a couple of times on the show here, and we're going to talk about leadership in general couple of times on the show here in these special editions, um, the, the, the question of leadership and the influence that leadership has on what's going on in the world right now uh, has come up. Lorth, oh, I'm not going to pronounce this well. Lorthromartheron? Help me with that pronunciation. Yeah, that, that's the Theron. That's, that's close enough. That's close enough. Okay. Um, obviously a very dynamic leader of the Blood Elves and uh, a lot going on in the horde leadership in general right now and some very recent interesting news in the current conflict. But there's another leader that I'm aware of, a little bit of research I did. Um, There's another leader in in the Blood Elves, Vorenthal the Seer. Ah, yes, him. Oh, okay. So you you have some thoughts on him. I've I've met him briefly um, when I had to do some business in, in, you know... Outlands. I've I've seen him. I've interacted with that side of the Blood Elves. I mean, he's a much better guy than Kill Fast, so oh, I can't no. blame him for that because you know someone left us at a certain point and uh, let us rot. But I, hmm, it's difficult. I don't really interact much with other. Blood elves, or at least not the ones in in Silver Moon anymore. Um, the ones that I come across on my travels or business—that's a different thing. But Silver Moon elves, I don't really talk that much to. Um, too, really, mm, too prissy for me. Too don't like to get their hands dirty. Um, whereas, looking at what Vornthal did. I think it's good. I mean, he he stood up for the Blood Elves, and I think that's what we needed at that point in time. And I think, um, you know, not bringing our people to the slaughter might be a nice, that's a nice thing uh, and a good thing. I don't really know what Lorfamar is doing at the moment. I He's certainly more active, but I don't know if I'm happy with seeing where this is going. And I am also very aware that you know, a certain war chief might be listening. So I kind of have to make sure that no one gets angry. Interesting. So even though you don't really consider yourself a, a loyal member of the horde as a, as a, as a mercenary, as a, as a killer for hire, you do care about what horde leadership or other members of the horde might actually 
feel about you? It's more that I want to like, you know, I want to keep my head. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, good motivation for anyone, really. Um, I want to now. You traveled here from Orgrimmar, and you you mentioned earlier in in talking a little bit about yourself that you 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 actually make your home in Tenaris. Is that is that where you? Yes. All right. How now? You've it sounds like with your involvement with this uh, this partner you have the troll. You know, we keep referring to your partner. Is that? I want to be careful here. It, can you <laughs> tell us his name? I, I'm I'm glad I can see your dagger and. Um, are, are you at liberty to share his uh, his or her identity? Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't care if he minds, but his name is Kizukai. Kizukai. Yes. So, so it it sounds like culturally you have separated yourself not only from the horde but also from the blood elves that you're um, that you're part of this other community, this mercenary community, and you, you, you partner with a, a, a troll in a, in a business sense. Um, how does that make you feel to have culturally walked away from, from the blood elves? Well, the thing is, I am still a blood elf. I just have different views than most of them. And it's in all fairness, there's a lot of blood elves who, who go their own way. We, we all do what we can, and, and some people just, you know, they want to stay in Silver Moon and be boring all the time. I prefer to, if I have to stay with the Horde, to see the more rougher side of life, and trolls um, and orcs just provide that. So it's it's actually more fun for you, the, the culture of the trolls and the orcs is, it sounds like you enjoy that more, it's more fun for you. Have you seen their drinking games? I I am certainly I'm certainly aware of them, but but you know what I you know as Pandarans I I I'm kind of a outlier myself. I I don't happen to drink, but the you know a lot of our listenership uh, is here in the Valley of the Four Winds. If you if you're aware of a drinking game that you can share with us, I boy I bet there are some Pandarans that would be out there that would love to uh, love to try it out. Do you have any specifics on that? Just drink as much as possible and then start a bar fight. That's the best one. Wow. wow. And that's that's just it. That's that's the whole that, game. That's the drinking game. That's, that's the best the... game. Just see how many people you can punch before they punch you back. Wow. Okay. Uh, you've been in a lot of those yourself, have you? Uh, yeah. Pretty pretty much. I um but I you know, doing it more and more it makes you more resistant to the to the to the alcohol that they serve. Oh. So, it's it's great. And and how did you do? Are you are you a winner more often than a loser in in that particular game? I'm never a loser. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm again. I I, I hope that didn't offend in any way. I, you, so we're you, good. You, you, we're still good. We're, we're still good. We're still good. Okay. Whew, all right. Um. Is that just out of curiosity? Is that is that is that your only dagger? I. It might be. It yeah. might not. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to be very careful from here on out. Um, War Chief Sylvanas Windrunner, you, you already touched on uh, the burning of Teldrassil, uh, and then that's not a decision that you might have made. Um, in general, what are your thoughts on War Chief Sylvanas Windrunner? That kind of depends. Does she listen to this? 
Uh, not that I'm aware of, no. We haven't uh, gotten any advertising space out of uh, anybody in uh, in Orgrimmar. I, I will say, though, that we did just for, you know, just so that you know and you're aware, um, we did take some advertising dollars once uh, from the uh, Shrine of the Two Moons uh, here at the Vale of, uh, vale of Eternal Blossoms. So there is some Horde listenership out there. Just, oh, that's just so fine. That like, I'm, 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 I'm good with the horde. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, you know, seventy percent horde. The rest is sometimes alliance or neutral. Okay, all right. Um, the the whole thing with sort of what she's done in the past, you know, that was she's defended the blood elves, which is is great, and I mean, she gave her life for them. But I. I mean, the Ghostlands still happened, which I'm still a little bit bitter about. And now I just, I, I don't see her as one of the Blood Elves anymore. If that makes, she's her own. I mean, she has the Forsaken. So those are her people. And I, I'm going to assume she's going to have the best for the rest of the Horde. But I wouldn't be a mercenary or a rogue if I wouldn't watch my own back with certain things so whatever's being decided that's great but like with the burning of the tree i'll make sure that i'm far away from it when it happens so okay so it sounds like you 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 don't necessarily line up behind her. you don't necessarily line up with uh, the decisions she's made i would i would never say that out outspoken like that at all okay so I, i didn't mean to put words in your mouth there but let me ask you this question. Uh, uh, Varrock Sarafang, uh, a, uh, in the news, self-imposed exile from the Horde. Um, very recent news with uh, Bane Bloodhoof actually, um, actually under arrest at this point. That is the news that's reached us here at the Half Hill, uh, at the Half Hill report. Um, do you see the Horde starting to split and crack and Sylvanas Windrunner's leadership is at risk? I mean, given that two significant members of her inner circle are now, have broken with her, do do you see her maintaining her leadership of the Horde in the long run? She's a very strong-willed person. Um, I am sure that she will find a way to keep hold of what she wants. The other two leaders, I am not entirely... I mean, you know, Saurfang is, is, is a war hero. And Bane has all that history with his dad. I'm just... Hmm. It, it is a difficult one. There is a lot of stuff going on inside the Horde now that has made it a little bit messy, dare I say. But it's also good for business. Is it really? Does that that's generating some that's generating some income for you? Is it with this the the fractioning of the of the horde? Some of it, yeah. Some of it can be very very profitable. I mean, you know, you you get some races who who hold grudges and all this stuff about well we're one team now that has split a little bit. So it's easy to sow a little bit of discord, and then before you know it, someone has a price on their head. Wow. Now, okay. So the, here's an here's a here's an interesting uh, marketing question. Do you, as a mercenary, do you just kind of wait 
for situations to arise or so as to generate business for you? Or do you and other mercenaries actually go in and maybe stir the pot a little bit? I would never say that I would, ah. but it might have happened. Okay. All right. Is that kind of a trade secret there? Is that... Uh... It is. Let's just say that goblins have their purposes. Oh, really? Really? And that's all I can and say. That, that's all you're going to say. Okay. I'm, I will I will let that go. We've we've got sort of an understanding between us now with the dagger on the table in the in between us here. Um, personal interactions with members of the Alliance. Have you had them? How do you feel about them? Uh, what, what, what's very... been your personal experience? I mean, Tanaris and Gadgetgan, I mean, it's a neutral town. So we, we run into Alliance a lot. And I mean, I wouldn't want to get on the bad side of the bruisers anyway. Um, <laughs> because they can hit hard if, if they want to. So... You know, I'm civil with them, and some of them have business. And I think the whole fact that some of our our fellow blood elves, and that includes some of my my family, have turned to the void. You are going to run into your own kind on the other side. So oh. I dealt with them, and you know, I have to say that the young prince is starting to become more and more dashing every day. That's going to be an interesting, interesting, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens with him. So you're, you're of course, referring to An uh, Anduin. Yes. Wow. Okay. So a little bit of a, a uh, little bit of a, yep. It's obviously a, a very uh, attractive uh, example of the, uh, of the, of the human race. Uh, you know, of course, Pandarans, we have our own beauty standards, but um, from a from a blood elf standpoint, a, a blood elf would look at somebody like uh, like uh, Anduin and and say, "Wow." I, that's I don't the... know if all the blood elves do, but you know, we ha kind of have a history of going for human males. <laughs> okay, all right. Don't uh, tell my don't tell my troll friend this because you know I might break his heart if he hears that. Oh, okay. So, okay, I don't I don't want to pry too much. This is more than just a this is more than just a. Um, a business relationship that you have. I think it is for him. I don't know. For me, oh. it's, it's business. He's handsome, but. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So maybe a little, a uh, little, little difference in, in opinion between you and your, uh, you and your troll partner on uh, there. Well, you know, a girl's got to have fun. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I imagine you travel around quite a bit. You, you, you know, given your, you know, given your work, I imagine you get exposed to, uh, to all races and, uh, and, uh, sometimes, uh, you, uh, kill them. Um, okay. Yes, move, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Move, yeah. Okay. Moving along. All right. Um, so in your personal interactions with the Alliance, um, with members of the Alliance. So you don't necessarily, from talking to you, you don't really see this breaking down as, you know, black, white, good, bad, uh, evil, noble. It's, they're all just, they're all just people. They're all just paying customers. They're all just paying customers. Wow. You, or so victims you, or marks, you know, it, just, it depends. 
So you, so you really look at the world through, through those particular filters. Yeah. I mean, I am, I'm not a, 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 you know, I'm not a night elf. I don't want to sing happy songs about everyone loving each other. And it's not really in my nature. Um, so eh, it, it is what it is. So I want to, you you keep opening doors here into uh, into your viewpoint, and I think this goes directly to our discussion about peace in Azeroth. You touched on it briefly when you when I asked you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you it, it sounds like you had some difficulties as a younger uh, as a younger uh, elf, and um, went through some very difficult things. Um, and that resulted in you being in Tenaris and and having this uh, relationship with your with your troll partner. How much did those early life experiences shape in your mind? Shape who you are and how you view the world. I think a lot of it got shaped by it, but people can change. Um, I mean, I grew up in the Ghostlands, and I think a lot of, well, what we call now the Ghostlands, I think a lot of people know that we have had some interaction with trolls in the past there, and I would have never considered myself working with one, um, but that's purely because uh, I didn't really know back then that there were different tribes. And that they all fought in between. It, you know, it's all that messy stuff within troll tribes. And so that has changed a little bit. It was a bit awkward in the beginning, I guess, trusting a troll and breaking away from my blood elf family. But I do feel like I, I understand the horde probably a bit better now, just uh. because I don't stay stayed in silver moon. Okay. All right. Now here's the reason I asked that question. So your personal experiences and, and it, it, living through the difficulties that you did in the early part of your life. If you look at, um, war chief windrunner or King Anduin Wren, and you look at their early experiences, or let's say even a, um, uh, any of the other, dynamic leaders or members of the horde in general do you feel or the alliance but specifically in the leadership do you feel like had things been nudged one direction or the other when and with war chief windrunner i'm somewhat aware of her tragic life history um do you think that there's any uh excuse or or uh, understanding or sympathy that would go to someone like that, given, well, these bad things happened. And so it's understandable that that individual turned out the way they did and influenced the, the difficulties that we're experiencing in Azeroth today. With certain individuals, yes. With Forsaken, I am not entirely sure. Really? They, it's not that I don't trust Forsaken. I mean, they are the neighbors of Blood Elves, but they 
think on a completely different level. I mean, these are, are beings that don't necessarily have, you know, time to look at like a, a mortal thing anymore. So everything is different for them. They, they work in a completely different way. And, and I think that our war chief might think a little bit different than most of the ones in the horde that are alive. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I, you know, I think things have shaped her, how she is, but I also think her being undead might kind of influence her decision-making a little bit. So that, so that cultural divide, uh, and in this case, it's more than cultural. I mean, there is literally a mortal difference between the Forsaken and the rest of the races in Azeroth is, is that, and this goes directly to the question of the hope for any real lasting peace in Azeroth, given that difference, what do you think the hope is? And if there is any hope, what, what do you think it would take to, to realize that hope? I think um, for the, um, you mean for the Horde to, to be more united? Well, for the Horde to be more united, or let's say just for the sake, for the Forsaken, just to be drawn back in to the world community of all of the races, including the Horde, is that just cultural? Is that just, is that just, that gulf just too wide? Is there any way across that? I, Mm, that that is a difficult one because I've heard rumors actually of a group of Forsaken that wanted to break with the Horde and wanted to go back to their their human families. I am I, I'm not quite sure about all of that. I mean that's that's a lot of hearsay, uh, so I'm not sure about that. But I can see that even as Forsaken, they can probably be individuals. But I don't know. I just I feel like the views from from a forsaken leader might be a little bit different than that of a uh, a troll or an orc leader or even a tauren leader so this goes to this is a very very timely conversation because and again this news is just reaching us here in half hill that um crown prince derek proudmore uh has been returned to the alliance. He's he's returned, but he is he is a forsaken. He is a forsaken. Do you feel like that move of bringing him back to the alliance on on and that move was undertaken by who is now an, apparently a former horde leader or at least a, a former member of uh, Sylvanas Windrunner's inner circle, Bane Bloodhoof with an actual member of the horde now being returned to the proud or and uh, forsaken specifically being returned to the proudmore family does this begin a process is this a first possible step it could be i'm also just realizing that it could be really bad for business if this is a you know a trend because <laughs> when i am asked to kill something i generally don't want it to come back so oh. I, I don't know if I'm really, really happy with this kind of um, change. Let's just hope it, it just stays with like these figureheads and uh, and not with my marks. So this is, you know, you just mentioned something that it didn't even occur to me. 
that as as a mercenary, as a as a uh, as a, a killer for hire, I hope that's not a. I, I hope I didn't put that in a bad way. But I mean, have you has, have you ever run into that situation where you've gone out and you've taken an action against a again a Mark? I think is is the way you refer to them. You've taken an action against a Mark who happens to be just a non-forsaken, a member of one of the races. And then subsequently you find out that they came back as a forsaken. Has that ever happened to you? No. That's, I make that's, sure that's never that happened. nothing comes back. Oh, really? Okay. So that they are, there are actually steps that you can take. And again, I'm sure these are business and trade secrets here, but you, you take well, steps to make sure that, that that's it. They, they, they stay. Fire yeah. is a good one. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. So, so that, that there's that's one. That's one tip. You know, fire. Fire is a good one. So, yeah. Okay. Let, let, I, I just I, I and I hope this isn't an awkward conversation for you. But if if that did happen, if you if you took out a mark, and they did come back as a forsaken, would would you have to? Would you would you have to return the money to the person who hired you? No refunds. No, oh, no refunds. So that's a very specific term. You make that clear very uh, you make that clear yeah. up front. It's not our fault if something gets raised. Oh, um, okay. But I'm so very your... happy to to put it in the ground again permanently for of course an extra fee. Oh, okay. So there's no guarantees and it sounds like no warranty. I mean, it's uh, if they come back and we you need to the person who who hired you originally has to ask you again, then that's that's an additional charge. Yeah, it's just bad for business because, you know, we don't like leaving loose ends anywhere. Oh, okay. All right. So no guarantees, no warranties. It's, you know, it's it's a uh, do you get do you get paid in advance or is that or do you have to deliver some sort of evidence to to get payment what what are the what's the completion terms on your on your contracts that you have you really want to know yeah is it going to get me in trouble with you no not with me but i don't know if you've just eaten oh dear oh okay all right never never mind uh, disregard the question it uh, let's just say we need to bring some form of proof ah uh, Okay, so it's in this kind of business, it's not just simply taking your word for it. No, and I think, you know, considering that my my partner is a headhunter. Oh, oh dear. Okay. All right. Yeah, that okay, that's as much clarification as as I need. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Are for... you all right? Are you are you know? Well, you know, this is just a whole area of conversation I've never gotten into with anybody and it's um you know, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little. Uh, if you want, I can take you along with one of the easier marks, and you know, you can see how we work. You know, Professor Talib has uh, strongly encouraged me to uh, undertake field work. Um, I don't know that I'd be a hundred percent completely comfortable with that. I, I don't even like going on ships. I, I get, I get motion sickness, and it's not uh, so. I, I, I don't get out a lot. But okay. thank you. But I, I really, honestly, I appreciate the offer. That was that was very, very kind of you. I, if Professor Talib was, is listening, I, I know she's encouraged me to do more field work, but I'm not sure how she would even feel about that one. Who knows? 
Well, let, let's put this offer on the table. If you ever run into like a um, journalist that you don't like or, you know, competition and you need a discount, I will give you that discount to uh, make them disappear. So really, really just a, a discount for just for being just for having been a guest on the show. Well, I guess this is turning out to be a little bit of advertising for you, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, we're always open for business. So, okay. So then I'll, I'll ask you this question within your community, within the, the people who do what you do for a living, if, if, are you considered one of the upper tier, uh, best in the business? Are you somewhere in the middle? Where? Help me understand how you're perceived in the general marketplace, you you personally and your and your partner. We are the best. You you are the best. You are the best. I, I would yes. imagine being the best that you are able to charge a bit of a premium. We do. It depends how much fun is involved. Um, oh, really? It's something that, yeah, I mean, you know, you can charge a lot, but if you're not... If you charge too much, then you won't get a lot of business. So it depends on what they can afford and how big your target is. So it's all about, you know, looking at those things. It's more like a price list. So it's a it's kind of a sliding scale. Is it, it just? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that's very interesting. Now, um, do you ever do you ever just take a job on? For free, for no no charge whatsoever. I mean, it, is there ever a situation where you just find like, yeah, I'll 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 do that for nothing. Only if it's personal. Oh, really? Personal for mm -hmm. personal for you? For either of us. Oh. It. Can you give an example? Or is this again? Yes. This is one of those things where you can't reveal. I think, you know, I think we've all had that one relative that annoyed you. Oh, dear. Very much uh, during Wintersville. Oh, dear. Okay. All right. So actual fam, fam, family members. Wow. Yeah. Right. Well, what's a cousin more or less, right? Uh, okay. All right. Um, wow. All right. Um, okay. That Again, fascinating view into a, a, a mindset and a profession that I don't know that just sitting up here in the hap in the uh, upstairs room and in, in the lazy turnip, I might have ever been, uh, ever been exposed to. Uh, and again, I want to repeat how much I appreciate the offer of the discount. I, I don't know that I'll ever take you up on it, but it's, it's really, really good to know that it's that, that that's, um, there should I ever, uh, need it. Anyway. Well, you never know. I mean, if you're in my situation and you ever, you know, have Wintersville and your cousin wants to keep turning you into a sheep 20 times at a certain <laughs> point, that line is drawn. Oh, that that's actually something that would uh that would put Is this a you've mentioned Winter Wintervale uh, a couple of times. Is it a difficult uh, holiday for your family or or you personally? Not for me unless they start turning me into sheep. Oh, so it's that whole being turned into a sheep thing that that that's what kind of pushes it that's, over the edge. Yeah, for you. that pushes it. That's pushing it, and the caroling, the endless caroling. Oh, not 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 a fan of the music, are you? Mm, not really. No, not really, not really. Well, you know the the well, given that you know you've 
really found yourself much more involved with the orcs and the trolls, although the orcs really have kind of adopted Wintervale as, as their own as well. I mean, this is not purely, a, you know, Dwarven or Alliance Holiday, but uh, just still the caroling is a, just a bit much for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it truly is. I, I, I've known other people who, who felt the same way you did. So, again, the, 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 the candidness and the personal view into not only yourself, but what you do for a living is just absolutely fascinating. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show and, and, and opening up this way. Um, I, I want to end with a, um, and, and I think I know the answer to the question here, given some of the stuff, but I, if you can expand on a little more, um, trolls, uh, you're obviously you're in a, a, a business slash not so businessy relationship with a troll, but in general, in general, trolls. How do you feel about them? Uh, I'm not much of a fan of the Amani ones, but um, I think that the dark spear are they're tall and very muscular, and you know the females are nice as well. They're very friendly. Um, I like to talk about voodoo and all of that. It's very interesting what you can do with a doll. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you learn a lot. And um, I think the new, uh, new Zondalari trolls that we uh, have joining us are also very dashing. So I am, yeah, I, I, you could say I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the trolls. So, so a lot about personal attractiveness here. I mean, just and 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 physical beauty and 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 personal attractiveness Have seems you seen like how a, tall they are. Well, you know, Pandarans are. Have you seen the muscles? They always walk around without shirts. I mean, what's a girl? Do? <laughs> okay, all right. Um, well, you know, Pandarans we're we're large, but we're large in multiple dimensions. So you know, not you're, only tall. You're fluffy, and that you know, I'm I'm sure there are many many uh, other species that love the fluff. Fluff. Okay. Oh, not so much for you though. I I um you know I can see the the appeal, but for me personally, I like like the tall muscular trolls tall a little more a little more svelte they okay. have big tusks as well oh okay so the the big tusks are that 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 does it for you that's that's kind of a thing it's you know it's it's great if if they need to to gore something i guess <laughs> okay all right it's like having a dagger just always there just always just physically physically attached to you so and exactly wow who okay. wouldn't want that um well it sounds like it sounds like it's something that works for you so uh you know that's fascinating fascinating thank you for 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 opening up and and sharing your feelings about that um, yeah, just don't ever let Kizukai know, okay? Because he doesn't need to get his head any bigger. Oh, so he's not necessarily aware of this. No, he doesn't need to know everything. Oh, okay. Then you think that probability of him listening to the show is probably pretty small? I'll make sure he won't. Okay. <laughs> You'll give him something else to pay attention to. Exactly. We'll just, I'll, I'll find him a mark or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Daylin, I can't even tell you how much fun this has been and how, how fascinating this has been. I, I hope you've had a good time too. I, it was very pleasant talking to you. 
that's that's so great. I'm I'm so glad, and I'm really really glad that Dagger stayed where it was throughout the entirety of the show. Um, I want to thank you again for being on the show, um, and I want to wrap it up with um, we have a we have a saying here uh, that uh, originated a, a couple of special editions ago: um, make your own turnip. Uh, which to me means do your own thing, make your own dreams come true. If you wouldn't mind, uh, would you mind closing the show with whatever closing thoughts you have on that or anything else we've talked about, and then invite our listeners to make your own turnip? So you want me to give them like a tip? Sure. If you've got a if you've got a tip to hand out, a piece of advice, absolutely. Whatever whatever closing thoughts you might you might have would be great. If your cousin turns you into a sheep twenty times, it is perfectly all right to cut their heads off. There you go. There you have it, folks. Words words of wisdom. Aylin, thank you for being on the show and make your own turnip, everybody. Thank you for listening to this special edition of The Half-Hill Report. The opinions expressed herein are those of the guests and are not endorsed by The Half-Hill Report or Half-Hill Agricultural College. The Half-Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half-Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater valley of the Four Winds community. by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.